You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We say to you, it's been a while, Russell. Good morning to you, sir. How are you? Morning. Good morning. I think I was the first. I think uh, you, you originally did my uh, walk-in music on uh, cassette. Right. <laughs> now, oh, it, it was, was an eight track. It was an eight track. That's what it was. And we could and it, go. anytime there your you power go. went out, we could we lost you. We couldn't, re, you know, rewind it. There it was an eight track. <laughs> How are you, man? Listen, um, lots of stories and individual stories going around the league here. But we had the Hall of Fame announcement this past week. Um, stories or thoughts from some of the guys that were um, that are getting inducted. Uh, well, I was at the game on uh, Thursday, which is really kind of takes a backseat to what why you're really here. Um, and I was at the very stirring uh, gold jacket ceremony last night. That's something really to put on your bucket list um, for the people who haven't been to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And if you get a chance to attend the ceremonies, I, I would highly recommend that you go to the gold jacket ceremony. Um, you know, when you see over 100 uh, Hall of Famers uh, come out, um, and then you actually get to watch. Uh, and more and more, you're seeing this, Sam and Greg, uh, family members uh, presenting the jacket um, to the inductee. Uh, you know, last night we had, uh, you know, we have eight new members. Um, there were only really five jackets presented to the player because obviously Sam Mills and Cliff Branch are no longer with us. Uh, Art McNally was given his jacket um, to, I believe it was his grandchildren last night, because I guess he's not able to move around or, and he'd sent a video message. And so I remember you're dealing with, in some instances, you're dealing with, you know, uh, people who uh, struggle to to walk. Um, You know, when they did the introductions last night, I think the first five did not walk up to the stage uh, because, you know, they're obviously a little older and um, things don't go as well for them and so on. So a lot of them sit back. Um, but, I mean, when you sit there in a room and you've got Anthony Munoz, Michael Irvin, Lynn Swan, um, you know, I could go on and on. Jerry Rice was there last night. Uh, you know, it, it, it's it, it's such a it, – such a Jim Kelly – you know, I'm not going to do all 100, but uh, well, let me let me stop you real quick, Russell. Who's the guy who all the other Hall of Famers stop when he comes into the room? Is it Jim Brown? Is it somebody else? Well, Jim was one of those guys who could not come up to the stage last night. To be honest with you, I don't think there's anyone necessarily stops. There's, you know, when you're in the in this at the ceremony, a lot of the cheers, uh, bigger cheers, go for. Um, depending on who's there in terms of the fan base. Obviously, Tony Baselli, there was a lot of Jaguar fans who made the trip. He's the first. He was the first pick of the Jaguars in 1995. He's the first member of the Jaguars to go into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, and today when we get to the ceremony of the speeches and the bus and all that stuff, which by the way, is at noon Eastern time, it is not tonight. Okay. So make sure you're watching. Why, why, um, why, why, why is it daytime this time, Russell? Why is it daytime? I'm not sure, but it used to be daytime, Sam. I'm actually writing a reminiscent piece. The first year I came to the Hall of Fame was 1989. Now, I want you to understand how different it was. The ceremony was at 11 o'clock in the morning. The ceremony was on the steps of the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. You probably got about 300 people in person who were able to watch it, and they were either sitting in wooden chairs like me and my brother were, or you're sitting up on a wall. The game was at 2.30 in the afternoon on Saturday. So it has obviously changed a lot. The game is now in prime time. That started in 1999 when the Browns came back. Um, The ceremony is now at the stadium. And this is one of my favorite stories. And uh, a person I got a chance to work with, Jim Kelly, uh, was inducted in 2002. He told the hall, and if you know Jim, he's a man of his word, I'm bringing about 3,000 people with me. And he did. Wow. (laughs) Wow. You can't get 3,000 people at the steps. So they moved the ceremony to the stadium, and it's been there ever since. That's amazing, folks. Put his hand on the wayforward.com outline with Russell Baxter. He is social. You can find him on Twitter at VaxFootballGuru, at VaxFootballGuru. People in our part of the world are really uh, proud of Richard Seymour. Uh, played collegially at the University of Georgia, obviously a part of the teams up at the New England Patriots. Uh, thoughts about him making it in today, and what might we hear from him today? Well, I, I would say of all the people there were last night, he was, you know, if you want to use the term quiet, um, but that was kind of how his career was, not not the impact he made on the field. I, I saw a quote last night they did in a piece that, that, that Bill Belichick, who drafted him, I think, seventh overall in 2001, that was the first year, uh, they won their first Super Bowl. He goes, we would not have been able to win those three Super Bowls without Richard Seymour. Um, Richard Seymour was a guy you could plug on anywhere on the defensive line, a 4-3, a 3-4, a defensive tackle, a nose tackle, a defensive end, um, consistent, reliable, eventually got traded um, to the Raiders, which, you know, as you know, the Patriots always would – kind of cut ties while a, a guy could still kind of play and so on and, and played well with the Raiders. Um, but to me, that versatility was what made him so appealing to Bill Belichick. Anybody who knows Bill Belichick's coaching style and his pedigree, I mean, he wants guys who can do various things. Look at what he did with Troy Brown. Um Look, just the guys, Richard Seymour, I believe, lined up in the backfield as a fullback one time, blocking back, I love the fridge, wow. and so on. So um, he was, and, and and I was talking with somebody yesterday, Ian Glendon, who is my editor at Full Press Coverage, um, and it's, it's interesting because when you see a guy who is a, a pro bowler and an all-pro and he does it at several different positions, it reminds me of one guy who's not in the Hall of Fame yet, who was a pro bowler at three different positions on the defensive line. And maybe, you know, that versatility opens up the door for a guy named Joe Klecko. Yeah. Joe Klecko. Whoa. Hey, you heard that in a minute. I know. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92. No, unfortunately, you haven't heard it in a minute. And I, I think he's a guy who definitely deserved I mean, obviously, Mark Gastineau was the, the highlighter with all the sacks. And Joe certainly had his share of sacks and so on. But, uh, you know, he's a Joe Klecko is a great story. And, um, you know, now that we're getting to the stage 
and I don't know if you guys are aware, um, they, they pared down the list a little bit. But for the next three years, 2023, 24, 25, instead of one Veterans Committee nominee, there will be three. So in a new regime at the hall, and I know a number of the voters and so on, um, they're trying to make up for lost time um, when it comes to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. This is something to keep in mind. And this is obviously my, my annual PSA. Please don't blame the NFL for who's in the Hall of Fame. The NFL doesn't run the Hall yep. of Fame. Yeah. It is the Pro Football Hall of Fame, but it's a separate entity. Okay? But I'll just use the the start of the NFL guys for a little perspective. The first year the recognized NFL was under a different name then was 1920. The first year of the Pro Football Hall of Fame was 1963. You think there's a little backlog there? Yeah, quite a few guys. Quite a few. Quite what, a few. what is the guy? Here, here's a, you, you talk about Joe Klecko going in. Here's a guy who should go in, um, and I just can't remember his last name right now, but the big dude who let everybody know every year, David, uh, who let everybody know that they were inducted, who would come knock on their door. Oh, Baker. But David Baker, right. Oh, David Baker. He retired. Yeah, he's no longer the president. He, uh, he stepped away last year. Yes. Uh, there's a new president there. Um, you what? know, there's a guy who can't be considered, who should be considered because of his contribution. That's what I'm saying. He absolutely yeah, should be. You know, David kind of, um, you didn't see the knock on the door thing by him, by other people and so on. He he brought a little pizzazz mm-hmm. um, to the Football Hall of Fame the last couple of years and so on. And um, the new president spoke last night and so on, and they're kind of going through their change with the new regime and all that. But um, that's a guy as a contributor who I could certainly see uh, down the road. I, again, reminding people, it's the Pro Football Hall of Fame. This is not just recognized NFL. And I'll give you a perfect example. Um, Otto Graham is one of many players who played for the Browns uh, since their inception. Now, in, their inception was 1946 in the all, not the AFC, which is what we have now, but the AAFC or the All American Football Conference. Right. And of course, the Browns won the, the championship there all four years they were there 46, 47, 48, 49. And then, of course, they joined the NFL in 1950. And there was those skeptics that said, well, they, you know, rinky dink, blah, 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 blah. All they did in 1950 is win the NFL championship um, in their fir- very first year in the league. <laughs> But one, two more after that. The NFL does not recognize the statistics of Otto Graham and those players because it was not the NFL from 46 to 49. The Pro Football Hall of Fame does. Okay. Yeah. There you go. So back you find out. Uh, we're always, you know what I hear in Atlanta, we want, we want to see Tommy Novus go, get, get in. Yeah. We do. And, an, and another well, guy that I want to get in. I did it. I'm sorry to interrupt you, Sam. I did a piece a year and a half ago, and I do. I have a new piece coming out, but this is more about modern players um, that I think will be in once their time is ready and they retire and all that. But I did a piece a year and a half ago um, with 30 guys who I thought should be in the Hall of Fame. Now, I did it a year and a half ago, and I'll probably update it in February, but five of those guys are in now. Um, Richard Seymour, Tony Baselli, Leroy Butler, um, who am I missing? I'm missing one, but the one, my number one on my list, and, and you know, last night he's not with us anymore. Uh, I believe it was his sister who came up and got 
his award is Cliff Branch. Yeah. Uh, the there wide receiver go. from the yep. Oakland Raiders yeah. was. I mean, Cliff played pre-rules change in 1978. He played a few years after that. Part of three championship teams. Caught over just over 500 passes. He was the premier deep threat of the decade, and usually, more times than not, came up very, very big in the postseason. I was. I got a chance to meet Cliff Branch uh, at the Pro Bowl in Hawaii 20-something years ago. He was actually selling his own memorabilia at the time. And he couldn't have been nicer, very gracious. I told him, not that I had any pull, that I think you're going to be in there one day in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and God bless him, he is. Yeah, fantastic. We, Russell, we, we're up against it, and we're going to bring you back here as often as we can uh... – you can fit us into your schedule. But you've mentioned a couple times about you wrote this article. Where can people go to read your stuff? Well, I, I actually put it out there again, Backs Football Guru. And okay. I'll retweet it again Okay. Um, this morning after we get done. Again, it's a year and a half old, okay? But the 25 that are still eligible, I believe, should be in one day. Um, and I'm going to update the piece. Uh, down the road and so on. Um, and some of the guys, and, and so you know, the reason I'm waiting is sometime in February, we're going to maybe a couple more guys who are on that list are going to get in as well, you know, via the seniors committee and all that. So we'll, we'll see. So I don't want to jump the gun and do it too soon and so on, but I'll retweet it out there. Again, keep in mind it's a year and a half old. Somebody messaged me on Facebook and started naming all these guys who should be in the Hall of Fame, and half of them are already in the piece. Reading is fundamental. <laughs> Fantastic. You know what? You just provided us with a good read to go with our cup of coffee as we wait for 12 noon and the and the uh, induction ceremony. So we thank Perfect. you for that. Hey. How about that? Enjoy the rest of your day, Russell. As always, we can't thank you enough for getting up and being part of the show. No problem. Have a good day, guys. Right. Enjoy the ceremonies and keep something in mind when you're watching them. Watch the families. Yeah. Because those the players made the physical sacrifice. The families made the rest of the sacrifices. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's true. That's that true. is Russell Baxter. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.